0: Good evening, you are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker. Now we will get to your player rankings in just a few moments. As always, we're going to go into our NFL updates of all the current events going going on around the league. Uh, We're going to do defensive ends. For our player countdowns this week, so this will actually be the last week we do of uh, defense, and then we're gonna go into some some of the good stuff, some of the uh, some of the offense. So we're, it'll be tight ends, running backs, receivers, and then we're gonna finish with quarterbacks. And I believe the week after that, we're gonna do some uh, some predictions for the season, some team predictions, and uh, ultimately some Super Bowl predictions. So uh, we have a very fun summer planned out for you guys. I told you mm-hmm. guys I'll hook you guys up. We're gonna have some stuff going. Uh, but anyways, up to now, on to some of the headlines, all the stuff going on around the league. Starting with uh, Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nasib, uh, or Nasib, I'm Nassib. not sure how, how Nasib. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how, you, but he came out as gay, uh, and he actually happens to be the first NFL player in the history of the league to come out as gay. So good for him. Chiefs, de, the Chiefs defensive end <laughs> Frank Clark was arrested for suspicion of possession of a concealed gun. So an, an interesting uh, an interesting detail t- to this is that it actually is rumored to be a machine gun. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's, it, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But Vikings rookie Jalen Twyman, he was shot four times in Washington, D.C. He's expected to make a full recovery. Uh, he was visiting family in the area when he was shot while in his car. So... Uh, thank God he's making a full recovery. Thoughts and prayers out to his family as he uh, goes through the recovery process. But Justin, do you have any uh, any thoughts here about any these headlines here?
1: When I first saw these headlines, I was like, "Wow, this was a crazy week in the NFL." It's not like in like team changing like headlines, but it's like outside of the league. These are some crazy headlines I read. And then you, when you realize they happen like a few days between each other, it's like huh what is going on in the league right now so when i when i saw that i was like frank clark how did you catch yourself with that machine gun how did the police get you with that
0: then one player comes out as gay um another player uh, another player is shot four times i mean all of this happening within a, a a half hour uh span it mm-hmm. was. It was just. Uh, it was just. Incre- it. It was. Cr- I don't want to say incredible because one guy was shot and the other. Another was arrested, but it. It was a. It was just a crazy half hour from. I believe it was yesterday. Uh, this episode is being recorded on a Tuesday, on the twenty second. So it was yesterday, Monday the twenty first of, mm-hmm. uh, ju- of June. Uh, la- uh. Basically last night, where just all of this happened. It was. Ju- it was just unbelievable stuff to happen. Um, as for Frank Clark, I just don't understand. I, I don't, you could, we could talk all we want about about whether about gun rights and everything. What do we need a, What What does he need a machine gun for? I just I'm just genuinely curious. What does he need it like? I keep on telling I'm, you, it's for protection. He's just using. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah.
1: course. Yeah. I mean, if you If you have that Second Amendment right, you are protected to use it.
0: I'm all for the Second Amendment, and like I, I'm all for if he if he feels the need to have a machine gun. My question is like, like why it's, it's just, it's just kind of fun. like what what's he using it for?
1: The same reason anybody else will buy an assault rifle or a handgun for protection. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, just, I would rather not you get caught with it. You're a player making millions of dollars. I'd rather you not get caught with that thing on you. But at the same time, it is what it is now. So hopefully no, no. he doesn't get, he doesn't get charged with anything too serious and he can play the season all 16 games, or 17 games, hopefully. Can't get used to that. Uh, but all in all, I believe one positive and two negatives. Congratulations for Carl Nassif for coming out as gay. I know this wasn't an easy decision for him to do, but I hope he feels welcomed and ap- approached with open arms by not only his teammates, but the whole NFL community. I think it'll just take an adjustment getting used to but i believe it'll be in well a welcome change
0: from yeah definitely i'm glad he feels comfortable to come out i i hope uh given that we are in the year 2021 and not in the year 1960 or 1970 where um, uh, you know th- in the 60s or 70s where things are just the world is kind of homophobic we're uh uh racist a little bit um mm-hmm. So I, I would hope that people would, would feel comfortable, and I hope it gets to a point where it just – where people aren't recognizing acts like this as just being, as being brave, as like, oh, this person has balls, and rather like, oh, he's just – it's just like, you know, it's at the end of the day – at the end of the day, it's a sexual preference, and I want people to feel – I want people to feel comfortable about their sexual orientation and to be yeah. able to come out uh, without – Without it, things being a, a huge deal about it, um, because you know we're we're just getting to a point. Our society is um, is progressing, and we are, and um, yeah, everything's and things are getting better. Mm-hmm. And I hope we continue to progress to the point where people like this can continue to come out. Um, and I encourage people, uh, not just around in sports leagues, but everywhere to be able to just be comfortable with this to the point where it's just not even a big deal, you know, where it's not like, oh, this person's brave. It's, oh, well, oh, he's, he, he's, he's gay. That's cool. You know, it's, it's just not, it, it shouldn't be a big deal, right? It's yeah. just, it's just a sexual preference. You just um, hope
1: this is going in the step in the right direction.
0: Of course. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad he feels comfortable. Uh, anyways, do you are you ready for our uh, our final week of defensive rankings uh, with yeah. de- defensive ends? This is going to be a fun one. I actually had a lot of fun working on this the uh, this morning, uh, and yesterday. I have some good rankings going. I think you're going to like it, um, mm-hmm. and. We still don't. I'm know actually curious to are. see. I, yeah, we still don't know. I'm. I'm glad we made this adjustment so that we're our, our top ten comes as a surprise to each other. So we could just bash each other for each other's opinions. Because yeah. it feels like when we were ranking, um, before yeah. we were kind of putting them together, our rankings together like together, and most of our debates came off camera
1: during, the, during that. During It time. was
0: like yeah. it was just it was anticlimactic. Now, now this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. All
1: right. Let me, All right. Let, let's hear this.
0: Alright, um, so coming up we have, so we're it's same as usual, we have, uh, so we have 10 through 6, so the bottom, so we split into 5, so 10 through 6 first, and then we go into the top 5, the best of the best defensive ends in the entire National Football League, uh, so this is going to be fun, uh, so stay tuned, you are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Alright, let's begin, let's get started. Uh, Alright, so... Uh, starting from 10 through six and then five through one of course um, Justin give me your number 10 defensive end in the entire national football League
1: you mean pass rusher
0: pass rusher it, either it's it's a very it's a very uh, it's a very vague term but uh, we'll roll with that yeah all right
1: my number 10 pass rusher is Brian burns. Uh, outside linebacker, or DM, whatever you want to call him from Carolina Panthers. I believe he'll take a major step in the right direction this year. He has all the tools you would like in an edge rusher. He's long, fast, and can get off the ball pretty quickly. And I believe in time, he will become one of the top five players in the league. Just not there yet, but I believe with that front seven in Carolina, I believe he'll contribute and be a major reason why they'll be more successful on defense.
0: That's an interesting one. Um, Mine is – so who I have at number 10 is Shaquille Barrett. Um, Barrett was a guy who – he got eight sacks last year. He had a good season, um, Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. Uh, What I'm looking at is the season prior. His first year as a Buccaneer where he really popped off. He got about, what was it, 19 and a half sacks – Yes, yeah. And um he racked up he racked up. I have the statistics right here. I have he racked up uh 58 combined tackles, 45 solo tackles, 19 tackles for a loss. Uh unbelievable season. After kind of being in Denver as sort of like a rotational guy, there was a lot of there was a lot of talented players in those uh, from it was the, from 15 to 18, he was a Denver Bronco for four it was about for four seasons. He was kind of underutilized. Uh, And he was in a, he was in a rotation of historically great players. Uh, You know, that 15 Broncos defense will go down as one of the great all time great defenses uh, in the history of the league. Um, But he gets underutilized. He goes, he goes over to, uh, to Tampa Bay and he becomes, uh, and he absolutely explodes. Uh, Mm -hmm. They get JPP after that. And uh, on the other side, and he gets a little, he loses a little bit, like a half step. But he was still a productive player, and I, I think uh, the more time he spends in the system, uh, the more the more productive he's going to get. Um, he's my number 10 guy going into the 2021 NFL season.
1: That shocks me because I thought you were going to say – because of your Brady and Bucks bias, I thought you were going to say, oh, he's top five for sure. You got top me. Top
0: five. That. Okay. If, it, if we were going off of the 2019 season, I'd, I'd have him in the top. It, you could, yeah, I could say I can make a case for top three, but going into, but because this is, because this is coming coming off of 2020, he had his statistic dipped, his statistics dipped just a little bit, maybe. But I mean, I do have my my Tampa Bay bias. Don't call me a bandwagon, but I'm, I mean, I, I'm a Brady fan, I, and uh, I I appreciate players who help, uh, who help. Uh, fortify Tom Brady's status as the greatest quarterback of all time, as if he needs any more. But, I mean, it's nice to keep on piling it on. You oh, know? That's,
1: that's nice. And all right, you... anyways,
0: give me your number nine.
1: My number nine guy is Chase Young, pass rusher from the Washington football team. They still don't have any. They're just called that. Uh
0: they're just called the football team.
1: Yeah, not 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 the Redskins, not anymore. They're just a football team that's played in Washington, D.C. They want it to be so basic and so petty. All
0: right, tell me the, why you want Chase Young as number nine.
1: Number nine, off of his rookie season, he may not have had double-digit sex, but he was pretty impressive. When he comes off the edge, you see it, and you see his potential. You see all the tools he has. I think he just needs to progress over time. He's young, and with all the things he had, he showed himself to be a young leader on that 49ers, I mean, that Washington football team's defense. And this is a line that has Jonathan Adams and Deron Payne on it, and Ryan Kerrigan at one point, and he still showed off to be one of the better players on that front seven. Oh, man. When watching that team go, they were one of the better front sevens in the league. I think they were top three when they were all together and working as a cohesive unit they were so good in fact they somehow managed to get the f- football team into the playoffs with a losing record <sighs> only in the nfc east though only in I'm the surprise you
0: have them so low uh
1: yeah.
0: I, i'm i'm actually curious as to who you have ahead of him now um,
1: again, i think number nine is a good spot i think he will be number one sooner or later but just not right now
0: it, it was a good season for him good start but i think he, yeah. his best years are are uh, okay. are ahead of him uh, anyways my number 9 is deniel hunter 9 uh, 9 yes and the reason i have Dan- Daniil hunter as number 9 yeah. is uh, so this guy was mr consistency uh, for the past for two the past 2 years he got 14 and a half and a half sacks a piece in 2019 and 2018, he, did, he hardly had a 2019, a 2020 season. Uh, but he 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 racked up tackles in each of those past two seasons. Uh, the solo tackles uh, were there. Uh, the tackles for loss were all there. Quarterback hits, you name it, uh, this guy got it. Um, and even before those past those two seasons, um, yeah, even before those two seasons. Um, he was still a pretty good player. Seven sacks in 2017, uh, 20, 2016 he had 12 and a half sacks. You know, so he this this is a guy who um, he got injured this past season, um, but I he he doesn't have that much of a history of, of injuries. Uh, I I think he's going to come back healthy, and he's going to he's going to have a bounce back season. So I have him as my number nine guy.
1: You are shocking me with your list. I, I, he, uh I would I have him higher. He's actually higher. There,
0: you have him higher? I was yeah. I thought it was a stretch having him in my top 10 to be honest. When actually, healthy, he, he, even top, have, he has no five. injury history. He's, he's, he never missed from 2019 to 2016, he never missed a game. He missed yeah. two games in 2015, that was it.
1: So when he's healthy. He's a top 5 pass rusher. When he's healthy. He's a
0: great pass rusher. Yeah, I'm, right. this, that's interesting i i don't know i i like i i like daniel hunt just because he got hurt i have him lower but i would yeah. have him higher
1: i think he'll bounce back and show and show you why he he should be top five but enough enough, uh,
0: well don't my, don't tell me you have him top five give me give me your number eight
1: my number eight guy is vaughn miller yeah, wow. he's, number, he's number eight, mainly because he's not only coming off injury and he hasn't played a whole year and he's up there in age. Those are the main contributing factors as to why I have him lower as his previous rankings over the years. I believe he's in his 30s now and he's just coming off an, Ach- an Achilles injury. So that's not very good when you're in your 30s and you're now just trying to rehabilitate off that injury. It could happen, but the likelihood of it isn't very high. And so I believe his production might take a dip and I believe his overall athleticism won't be the same. So I believe he won't be the same type of guy he used to be. And so the Broncos might have to rely on Bradley Chubb even more so than they want, want to right now because it was supposed to be Chubb and Vaughn Miller coming off the edge and applying pressure to quarterbacks, but uh, right now uh, I see him as number eight. Hopefully he does have an, another double-digit sack season, but it's not looking too good for him right now.
0: Yeah, I don't – I liked Va- – I was con- I was contemplating ha- putting Von Miller in my top ten, but mm-hmm. because of what happened, uh, because of the Achilles tear combined with his age, I just don't see him coming back from that. And being the same player he was, maybe he could be productive to some level, but not a top ten pass rusher in this league. Um, so it, he it's can unfortunate.
1: If I'm fine with him. If he can still bend off that leg, yeah, he'll be fine. But I'm not sure if he can.
0: Think about an Achilles injury. Those are players tend to not be the same after that. Of course. So not. I, it's those thing. Those things are nasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to come back from that. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't see him as my number, uh, as anywhere in my top 10. Uh, but I'll give you my number eight. I have Chandler Jones as my number eight guy, uh, in the national football league going into the 2021 season. Uh, Chandler Jones, uh, this guy, uh, ever since he made the change from New England to Arizona, this guy is balled out, get racking up sacks year after year after year. Uh, he felt un- underutilized in New England. He showed exactly why he was. He got paid, and then he pl- and then he got better, which is the best type of player. That type of player who's engaging, who has a love for the game, who doesn't just want to get paid, isn't just working for the money. He's working for the love of the game, and his statistics elevated. I'm sure he was a little a little bit underutilized, and I'm sure he did love his time in New England. But as a Patriots th- as a Patriots fan. If you love him, you gotta let him go. And Chandler Jones has thrived since he was there. Uh, he had an injury-riddled 2020 season, which is why he's not any higher on my list. But um, this is a guy who's going to get healthy, and um, not to mention he's only missed one game in the past five seasons, and that was like, like, that was like actually five years ago since he last last missed a game. So this guy, he's – outside of this one season of injuries, he's never had an – he hasn't had injury issues since his days in New England earlier on. And that was only one season where he had – where he only played eight games back in 2014. So this guy, uh, Chandler Jones, I have him bouncing back. Again, another injury guy, but he's going to bounce back and he's going to be in the top ten. Uh, going into the 2021 season?
1: He's not on my list.
0: He's not on your list.
1: He didn't make my list, no. <laughs> now, I almost feel bad for not putting him on my list now. He's not on my list.
0: I told yeah, see?
1: This, I, did this I, did I convince you? Did I sell very, you? This position is very, very hard to rank because.
0: There's a lot it's, of good guys out yeah, there. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of good ones. And they're so different. Oh man. And I was six.
0: considering putting DeMarcus Lawrence in my top ten. I actually no. I actually skipped out on him.
1: No. No. I like him, but no, I need more production out of him.
0: You, you don't know, get... pro, you know you know pro football focus put him as number six. I know Chase Young.
1: I know. Still, I need more production out of him. I understand that he has more of a repertoire than most of the Cowboys on that team, but still, that doesn't mean much to me. That's not impressive. Give me no. double-digit sacks.
0: I agree. Give, I agree. I didn't put him in my top 10.
1: Give me what I want. Give me what I paid you for. $20 million a year just to give me single-digit sacks? Nah. And a terrible defense to boot? Unacceptable.
0: Justin loves big sacks. Oh, tell me about it.
1: Don't, Justin don't loves sacks.
0: Justin loves D defense of oh, course you're um anyways
1: n- number 7
0: anyways our number 7 guy give me your number 7 guy my
1: number 7 guy is Adarius Smith outside line uh, outside linebacker from the Green Bay Packers
0: okay okay elaborate
1: Former Raven, but underutilized because we had him at different spots. But once he got to the role of being a full-fledged pass rusher in Green Bay, oh, my God, he was un—he unbe- was unbelievable his first two years there. Coming off his 2019 season and his 2020 season, yeah, he's, he's played phenomenal for that team. And he's been reliably their best edge rusher or their, like, sack guy since he's been there. And I thought he was going to be a good player for them, like an eight and a half to a ten and a half sack guy. Oh, no, he's been out playing my standards for him. And he played for us in Baltimore. I didn't think he was going to do all that. So I'm happy for him. Congratulations to him. He's playing well. I think the only thing that's holding him back from being higher is just not only talent. It's just I don't think he's as far as he should be. I think he should have at least won a Super Bowl by now. But. He got abused like the Packers got abused by the San Francisco 49ers and they just lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think I'm somewhat holding that against him right now, which is why he's only number seven. But I think he'll be up there sooner or later. I, I have high hopes for him.
0: OK, interesting. I didn't I don't now. I feel bad about not putting him on my list. Um, I, Like to your point, to your point there's uh there's a lot of them out there and we all you know we leave some out and it, it's kind of a vague term like pass rusher i kind of put in like defensive end so i try to do i've tried to stay mainly towards defensive end but there's outside linebackers so there's some interior guys you wanted uh you wanted Aaron Donald to be included uh, to be included uh for this week um you know, it's it's, intre- it's basically like anybody on the front seven who can get sacks at yeah. this point. But and he's the without best further dude. ado, I have Chase Young at number seven going into the 2021 Ooh. season. Um, so you mentioned, you said all of those things about uh, Chase Young as, as your number nine guy. All of that, I agree. I think he's going to take a massive leap coming into the next season. And for that reason, I have him uh, higher than you put him. And I think I think Chase Young, uh, I only have him at seven because we'll see how it and how it pans out. Maybe he stays the same. If he stays the same, he might stay at number seven or go lower. Um, He'll
1: go lower if he stays at that. it will be. Lower. If
0: if he, yeah. He, 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 I mean, he had a productive season, but I, I, it feels like he's the type of player who should uh, given the hype that he had coming into the, the 2020 season he needs to he needs to play better than he did uh but i believe he will um uh, he, you know one thing i also notice about him is you know he, he seemed overly nice and not to say that i don't like players who are nice i love it it's great but do you think it might mean that he could be soft like after yeah. saying he wanted tom brady he was just like sucking up to him Instead of, like, saying, like, oh, instead of elaborating and saying, like, like giving, like, some playful trash talk, it was more like, no, I just want to play with Tom Brady, which is all fine and good. It's cool. It's like, I'd love to play against Tom Brady. But, I mean, yeah. if you're a competitor, you're looking to win. You're not just looking to be like, oh, I'm, I'm just glad I'm having fun. I'm, I'm facing Tom Brady. We're out here. Go sports. It's just it's different when you're out there. It's kind of like right. it's kind of like when you're playing when you're playing defensive back. You got, you got the Jalen Ramseys, the the uh, Marcus Peters of the world, who yeah. are just arrogant and just constantly going at people. Now we have Jalen Ramsey, who's an extreme, who's a jackass, and we had Jordan Ramsey, or no, uh, uh, Josh Josh Norman, uh, earlier on in, earlier on uh, years ago, who was kind of who has a similar way. You know, you look at that and. You wonder if that's going to if that's going to be a problem. If you, He might be just soft, just too much of a nice guy.
1: I, I Do don't think so. Because I think I'm okay with him open for the challenge. I don't want to be a guy that says, damn, we face Brady. I'm afraid now. No, he wants to face the challenge. I'm all for that. That doesn't mean he's soft. It means he's open to the challenge, and he wants to prove that he can beat him or be willing to take up the challenge. I respect that. That doesn't mean he's weak in my eyes. I understand where you're coming from but I don't interpret it as weak. I think he's just open for the challenge. I think he wants that that challenge of going up against arguably the greatest of all time and wanting to see if he where he stacks up against them and he realized that it's not as easy as he thinks. I think that's all there is to it.
0: I I real I sure hope so. I mean, uh, he's I mean, you do, you don't see it often on def, with defensive players where they're just so nice like that. I, I was kind of I was kind of shocked. I thought he would when when Chase Young elaborated uh on Tom Brady, on saying that he wanted Tom Brady, that he was like that he would just like I thought he was going to trash talk trash talk trash talk or like try to like get under Tom Brady's skin and he was kind of just like, "No, I just I just love Tom Brady." I like I I just I, I it's not something I I expected. It was kind of like I want, like I wanted to see a little bit of an edge, a little bit something to look, something to look forward to, kind of just to be like, all right, Chase Young, let's see what you got, let's see if you can get to Tom Brady. Uh, he, they're coming in at seven and at a record of seven and nine as the last. Well, actually, no, they they were uh, they they hosted them, but they yeah. were still the underdogs nonetheless. Uh, at mm-hmm. seven and nine, and like it's like, I mean, rookie kid, he's under the like. He's on the big stage. Let's see what he's got. And he was kind of like, yeah, I just hope we both have fun. To be you know? fair, though, to be
1: fair, they did give him the the most competition. The Buccaneers saw that during that Super Bowl run. And that's crazy to me. They gave him that much competition. Like, it shouldn't have been close, but it was close. Like, and mm, that I respect them for hanging in that long. I believe they, partly I believe partly it was because Chris Godwin couldn't catch the way he should have. He hopefully he does better this year with you know his catching. But at the same time, I they showed me a lot in that game. They showed me they can hang even though their record says otherwise and that they're on they're going in the right direction.
0: It, yeah, sure. But you know, you if you if you look at that team that's or in that game, it, it really wasn't really the defense who kept him in the game. It was more so the offense. They kind of uh, it felt like the Buccaneers' defense didn't show up in that game, and it was more so the uh, it almost tur- it almost looked like a shootout at one point. You know, there was that I, I'm I'm blanking on his name, the Heineke. quarterback, Heineke Taylor Heineke, who actually who actually showed out and kind of made it a made it a bit of a game, a little bit of a shootout for a lot of that game. Uh, Tom Brady had to throw, I think he had, he threw for over 300 yards. He had a couple touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, that wasn't exactly a low scoring game. Like I thought it was, I thought it was going to be a rock fight where it's just not pretty, but the Buccaneers get out alive and they come, they go in, uh, to face, to face the saints the next week. It wasn't, it was kind of like, it was kind of a shootout and I didn't expect it.
1: A bit hmm. off topic, but we do have high. Yeah, we, we're hopes we're getting time. off
0: we're getting off topic. Uh, give me your number six guy.
1: My number six guy, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is my number six guy. Reason being, he's coming off an injury and it's that cursed injury. I believe it's an Achilles injury too. That I, th-
0: I thought it was an ACL.
1: You're right. It's one of those. It's one of those two. I just remember during the early part of the season, everybody was going down with like an ACL injury or an Achilles injury. It was like, wow, like Saquon went down and then Nick Bosa went down and then I believe it was Tyree Garmstead. But like a whole bunch of players out of nowhere just kept on going down with like ACL injuries. And so a bit off topic, let me get to Nick Bosa. His rookie season was amazing. I believe he played a big reason as to why the San Francisco 49ers were made it to the Super Bowl. And I believe he'll hopefully continue his success, even though it was a bit derailed by injury, into his third year into the league. Hopefully we can count his second year as a sophomore slump and he'll be phenomenal in his third year and be a double digit sack guy and help the 49ers go back to the playoffs this year. I believe if they weren't hampered by injuries, I believe they would make a push for the playoffs, but due to all the injuries they suffered during the season, they got screwed over basically of playoff hopes and adding Nick Bosa back and all the key players that they missed over over the season will do nothing but help them.
0: See you have Nick Bosa uh as outside your top five for two reasons. You say um you say that because he um because he tore his ACL well actually it's only one reason because he got hurt um yeah, he
1: got hurt
0: so yeah. the reason so it was it was an ACL tear the reason mm-hmm. I I I have him higher is because number 1 it was only an ACL tear I know that's not something to be taken lightly but, it, yeah. but players often come back especially at his age he's young yeah so he's it's it's possible to come back to come back from in fact likely he'll come back and be and be his old self and number two um it's only an acl tear like it's not if it if it was an achilles injury that would be that would be a different story but an Mm -hmm. acl tear it's it's very often that players come back and they're able to, to produce um still at a high level i'm not not trying to say that it's not trying to undermine an acl tear but i mean you you often see players come come back from it sometimes it takes longer it takes longer than, for other players, for some players, but um, I fully believe that Nick Bosa is going to come back and he'll be uh, at 100%. Especially since it was so early on in that uh, in the 2020 season, it wasn't at the end, so he has he had more t- he's had more time to recover from it. I fully believe he's going to be it's going to be all systems go for Nick Bosa. But anyways, uh, right. my so my number six is actually the other Bosa brother. Uh, Joey Bosa
1: over uh, Nick Bosa is over Joey.
0: What's that? You, you, yes, Nick Bosa yes I have, I have Nick Bosa over Joey.
1: Explain.
0: So Joey, so Nick, Joey Bosa's kind of become a little, almost the, uh, the forgotten man, uh, between the two Bosa brothers, you, you know, uh, one was drafted more recently, uh, Joe uh, Nick Bosa is he he was drafted to a team they hit the ground running he was producing he was the he was one of the top players in that defense and if and arguably the top player in that defense and they they skyrocketed that team went to the Super Bowl it was just unbelievable it was it was everything you wanted as an NFL player for the start of your career but Joey Bosa kind of becomes the the forgotten brother who was drafted year uh years prior and he's always put up numbers. Okay? Yeah. This is a guy who put up seven and a half sacks this past season. Um he put up eleven a couple seasons ago. He's been he's put up steady numbers of sacks. He's always been able to uh get to the quarterback. He put up thirty-one quarterback hits in twenty nineteen. And 27 in 2020, uh, so it doesn't always just show in the in the sack numbers, but he's able to put he's able to do just about everything from tackles to uh, from tackles to sacks to tackles for loss, quarterback hits, all of it. Um, and all of that after just playing 12 games this past season. Uh, when he played 16, uh, he was a lot more productive, but he's always been a productive player. And you can expect him – he's been consistent. You can expect him to be to put up the same numbers because he's just been so reliable over his career.
1: When he's healthy and can play all 16 games, he's a double-digit set guy. If he's exactly. missing – he's reliable when healthy is all I'm saying. I have him higher. He is a lot higher on the list than six. But agree to disagree.
0: Okay. Um, I, I, I think, I don't know. I, I, my, I'd have Joey Bosa as I'd have him in the top five, but I just think I just have other guys who are better.
1: You put Nick Bosa over <coughs> you put Nick Bosa over Joey. They're the same player. As a matter of fact, I want Joey over Nick because he's healthy.
0: Well, right. It was just an ACL tear. Well, like I, 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 I think I'm over. I think I'm undermining it a little bit, but, but, he, but he's but he's young. He's young. He's going to come back from it, and he did that all in his rookie year. It's the same thing that we said with Chase Young. It was early on in his career, and he was able to produce. So but he's not injured, he could take that next step forward. I, I know so he, he. I know he got injured. I know he got injured. But players come back from injuries all the time, especially at his age. He's young. He's in it. It was his second year of his career that he got hurt.
1: I'm not. I'm not going to debate this because I have a player that just recently got injured, but I believe he'll bounce back. So I'll let it slide for now. So let's just continue on.
0: Okay, that works. All right. Now we're gonna go into our. We're gonna transition into our top five. Um, Here we go. We have our top five defensive ends in the entire NFL. so this is the best of the best, the best, de- the top five defensive ends in the entire league. I think this is going to be, this is going to, things are going to get interesting. We already have some solid debate going, so you are not going to miss us. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right. Now, without further ado, we have our top five defensive ends in the National Football League. Um, so Justin, let's hit the ground running. Who's your number five defensive end in the entire league?
1: My number five guy is Daniel Hunter. Yeah, he, he made my top five. He edged himself in there. Mainly because when I see him, first off, he looks like a Madden player created. Like, he's so long, so tall. And when he plays, he's like, oh my God. Especially when, he, when he's healthy. When he's healthy, He's a 14 and a half sack guy production type of player. And when I watch him, he's long, he's physical, he's aggressive, and he has different moves that he can use to get past defenders. I believe he'll be 100% again. I believe he'll be healthy, and I believe he'll be productive this year. Not too much to say because you already brushed up a little bit on him earlier in this episode, but yeah, I believe he'll be a top five player at his position this year.
0: Okay. So you have Daniel. Ha- wow, I haven't. The guy I have at number nine. So I have yeah. at number five. I have Cameron Jordan from New Orleans. Yeah.
1: Oh no? boy. He didn't make my list.
0: He didn't. Ma- he didn't even. Ma- he's number five for me, Justin.
1: I understand. Right. I really like. I thought about putting him on my list. He. He just. It's hard. this one was hard.
0: All right. Now this guy, this guy is someone who has been able ever since his days, uh, ever since he came into the league in 2011, he has been the staple to that defense, especially in the front seven for as long as he has been, uh, in the national football league. This guy, he racks up, he racks up sacks. He gets to the quarterback. Anytime you, anytime there's any pivot, uh, pivotal game, uh, and that they that they wind up winning uh it is if the defense wins them that game it is 100 percent cameron jordan who is in the middle of it um mm-hmm. even when it's the, even when it's a defense even when it's just uh sort of uh an offensive shootout you see him making plays he is getting under the quarterback skin he's always getting to the quarterback uh and you can also see it in the sta- in the sack totals in 2019 ha- picking up 15 and a half sacks um he hasn't missed a game in his entire career. In how many seasons? He in he 2011, from 2011 to 2020. Uh, quick math here. B10. Um, 10. ten se ten seasons, in ten seasons.
1: He's played 16 games. That's 160 plus games. Then you add. That's a yeah, That's
0: 160 games. So yep. in ten seasons, he has only met—he's not missed a single game. So he has been reliable. He's putting up numbers, and he's making an impact in games. He's the reason that defense, this defense uh, for New Orleans in the past few years, has been good. And honestly, they're going to need it um, with the retirement of Drew Brees, and mm-hmm. with the future of the uh New Orleans' offense being so uncertain, they're going to need the defense to pick up the slack a little bit um, and try to uh, bail out. They're going to need to bail bail out the offense a a few times, and I think Cameron Jordan is going to be right in the middle of it, just as he always is. Um, He has never missed a game. That's huge. It's unbelievable. He's my number five guy, and it's not. And I say that with full confidence that he is up there.
1: I'm not going to lie. That's a good piece. And you
0: left him off your list. I left
1: him off the list. I left him off the list. That one upsets me. I should have put him on the list. But I'm like, this spot is way too good. This spot is way too good. He should have been on my list. I'll give you that. He should have been on my list. But enough crying over spilled milk. Let's get to number four here. My number four guy is Joey Bosa, ahead of his little brother, Nick Bosa. When he's healthy, he is reliable and he's consistent. When he's not healthy, you see a significant deep dip in that defense. When he's healthy, they're dominant. All parts of the defense looks good. When he plays all 16 games, he has a double-digit sack season. When he's not, you can still see his impact from the amount of games he has played. I believe this year he only played about 12 games, I believe, and he still had 12. I mean, seven and a half sacks. That's pretty good. If he had four more games, I believe he could have had double digits in sacks because he's just that type of player. He may not give you everything you want as a pass rusher, but what he does is he's very technical, very sound, and can give you a myriad of pass rushing moves and is able to apply pressure to a quarterback, can give you a couple t- can give you tackles for loss, and I believe he's an all-around good player to have on your defense. I have
0: Nick Bosa. At number four,
1: it's just where we. We rely. have we, we have both, a, we
0: have the Bosa brothers switched, but yeah. Nick Bo Nick Bosa, I've given you everything. I already, I mean, I already explained earlier on before uh, we transitioned into the top five when I was trying to justify putting Joey Bosa lower. Um, Nick Bosa, he he came in and he hit the ground that. Yes, he got hurt, which is why he's not in the top two or three. Um, But this guy, this guy put up numbers, and he has throughout his and um, he, he was able to lead that team to a Super Bowl. And it was it was mostly based on of defense. That was that was a balanced team, but it was the defense that was the strong suit of that. Uh, of that 49ers team and coming back, they're going to need him. And he had, like I said earlier on, he had, he's had plenty of time to recover. He's young. It's all- it's an ACL tear. It's not an Achilles tear. I think he's going to come back completely healthy. It's going to be all systems go. And he's even going to make a step, take a step giant leap forward. Uh, he'll at least make some strides. Um, I have him as the number four defensive end going into the 2021 season.
1: Not bad. We just—it depends on where we rank the Bosa brothers. I think Joey's better than Nick. You think Nick is better than Joey? It's just a matter of opinion.
0: Yeah, I—I think I think Nick's—I think Nick's better. I could be wrong, but we've seen—we've already seen enough of Joey. We've—we Joey's been in the league for a few years. Nick Mm -hmm. Bosa hasn't been in the league for a very long time, and he's already made a strong impact in the league. How has Joey has giant
1: leap over Joey?
0: Yeah, Joey Bosa hasn't led a team. He he made jo- Nick Bosa made the 49ers' defense amazing. He okay. made that defense great. Wait a minute,
1: hold on. He was a he was a part of that. He wasn't the main reason why they were like that. I believe he was a part of that. I believe DeForest Buckner took a step forward. I believe Fred Warner took a step forward. I believe the acquisition of Richard Sherman made them better. I, there were a myriad of reasons why they. Went to the Super Bowl with that defense, but he's not the main reason why they were. I think it was just a collection of talent that became the San Francisco Forty ers defense.
0: He was one of the biggest reasons. They, I mean, they drafted, they drafted Nick Bosa, and they they took that defense just took off. I I yeah. know they made a lot of other acquisitions, but uh, that Chargers defense has a lot of pieces has had a lot of pieces too with Joey Bosa on the team, and they
1: can't stay um, healthy.
0: Oh, well, that's a problem, isn't that, it?
1: That defense can't stay healthy. I love Durham James. He can't stay healthy. It, it pisses me off, too. When he's healthy, he's phenomenal. His rookie season was amazing. Couldn't stay healthy the past two seasons.
0: Anyways, give me your number three guy.
1: My number three guy is Khalil Mack.
0: Khalil Mack? Yeah. Okay. Elaborate for putting him so low.
1: Low? That's... Yeah. He's higher on your list?
0: We'll see. Well, we'll just have to see. Well, for me, Khalil Mack,
1: I, I love him at three. My only problem is I, I don't – I can't put him higher than the other two. It's like I don't know, like, how he can, like, surpass the other two. Like, if he had 20 sacks, then, yeah, he would be my number one. But it's like Chicago has, like, so many pieces surrounding him. Like, he has to be double teamed, and he won't get the, like, one-on-ones he necessarily wants. But – Oh, my God. I saw just when you think he's not at the level you think he is, all you have to do is look at the game against the Buccaneers. That man had three three sacks against Tristan Wirfs. He made that future all-pro right tackle look like a kid. He sacked Brady and then flipped Tristan Wirfs over and just said, little boy, get off of me.
0: With one one arm, too.
1: With one arm. That is scary strength. He got Brady with one arm and then took his other arm and flipped Tristan Wurfs. He was not a skinny dude. Oh, my. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. He was treating him like he was a kid. I was like, yeah, he he still has it. He still has his abilities from Oakland and Chicago. He still has got it. And he's still been a major part of the reason why that defense is so successful in Chicago. And I wish him nothing but success. And I believe he'll still be a top three player at his position when it's all said and done. I just struggle to put him above the other two right now.
0: He's gonna continue to have it for a ri- for a couple okay. of years. He's that guy is Mister. Con- he's consistent, mm-hmm. and he he does everything. Mm-hmm. He's got the strength. It's just, it's unbelievable, and like that, uh, that yeah. one play there, or that whole game, yeah. is just the, it's, it's the embodiment. That's one, like that game sums up his career right there, basically.
1: You saw when he got on top of Brady and just looked at him, and Brady tried to shove him off. Like,
0: oh my god, it was. That
1: Jesus. that
0: guy is, that guy is an absolute and he, beast. And when he
1: converts like speed into power, oh my god, it's devastating. He makes linemen buckle.
0: All those reasons are more reason to have him higher than number three. I, Anyways, my number three is. What's that? I
1: tried. And it hurts me that I can't put him higher. It's just the other two, I can't deny their success right now.
0: So you don't have him higher than my number three, Miles Garrett?
1: It hurts. It hurts. But he's higher than Khalil Mack right now. It hurts. I think the main reason is playoff success. I take what what you have done in the playoffs into account, and like playoff success and how far your team goes. Yeah, so I do. You,
0: you were willing to do that with Miles Garrett, but not with Nick Bosa, who took a team to a Super Bowl. Injuries, injury. One injury. It was a fluke injury. It's a. It's an ACL tear.
1: It's a. It's an injury nonetheless. But continue
0: okay all right uh, Miles Garrett so this is a guy who as as soon as he entered the league he hit the ground running he's been one of the best pass rushers in the entire league and so this guy he, his reputation has kind of taken a hit uh, since he took a hit to he t- took a hit to a form, uh, certain Steelers quarterback a couple of years ago. I'm referring to when he took when he ripped, May, uh, quarter, uh, Steelers' quarter, backup quarterback Mason Rudolph's helmet off, and yep. then pre- pre- and then uh, went on to club him with it over the head. And, and now those things are pretty hard, and he just went as hard as he could right in his head. I'm. It was. Anyways, mm-hmm. he's one of the. He's been one of the best, and he's going to continue to be one of the best, and he's going to continue and he's going to continue to get better. Um, and especially with the way this defense is, is going, how it just continues to rebuild to build and build and get better, um, Miles Garrett's going to be a benefactor from that because he's not going to have quite as much. He's not going to have quite as much pressure on him. And it's going be a conf- there's going to be a confidence thing to it where this defense is just so great he's going to, it's going to have a trickle down effect and he's going to be able to play better uh because of all the, the positive energy around him uh from the defense being able to produce. I think this Browns defense is is the, their future is bright, especially in the twenty twenty one season and I think they're going to get better.
1: Oh man. That's, I, I agree with you. It's just I'm struggling where to like I I'm still struggling in my mind as to where to put Miles Garrett right now. He's either two or one and I'm struggling with it because
0: well, who do, you, who do you have at number two? Give me your number two.
1: It, he should be number one or number... It really doesn't matter to me. It's just preference. My number two guy is begrudgingly TJ Watt. Begrudgingly, it's him. He's a Steelers. I don't like them. I don't like him, but he's a phenomenal player. And he arguably should have been defensive player of the year. Now, I'm a strong component of Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. You're lucky to even be in comparison with him to be defensive player of the year. But he did have a strong argument as to why he should have been defensive player of the year. He had one of the best seasons as a pass rusher. He came off, I believe, having a career high in sacks. I believe if he continues at the rate he's going, he will be the all-time leader in sacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The franchise leader, at least. And so I believe... He will have another shot at being Defensive Player of the Year, and I think he'll probably get it this year, if not the year after, because I believe he'll he'll resign with the Pittsburgh Steelers and be a part of that defense for years to come. The only thing that's holding me back with TJ is that playoff run, that that one and done. That was mm, that rubbed me the wrong way. He they gave up twenty eight points in the first quarter. I think that's what kills me. They gave up twenty eight points. I think the only saving grace is Big Ben turned the ball over like four times. I think that's what's saving it for me.
0: So it's interesting he, how you said playoff success yeah. uh, meant something, meant a lot to you, or or played a factor into your yeah. your top five. But you have Miles Garrett behind, or no? You have Miles Garrett ahead of him, don't you?
1: Because they played against each other in. Never, Myles never Garrett mind.
0: But there. still above Nick Bosa. I, I didn't have Nick Bosa that high either. But anyways.
1: You're, you're putting way too much on Nick Bosa. That's fine, but again, it's just a matter of opinion.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, T.J. Watt at number two. That's that's interesting. But I my number two is Khalil Mack. Who uh, yeah. we we talked about him earlier or a couple a couple of minutes ago mm-hmm. as your number three. E- like I said, everything you said about him is true, and this guy is a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. And that one play, that one game against the Buccaneers said it all. The the future who are going to go on to be to be, become Super Bowl champs, by the way, and beat the likes of Cam- of pass rushers like Gar- Cameron Jordan, uh. Chase Young, your Zadarius Smith, who you love. Um, there was Frank Clark, who didn't make this list for either of us. We mm-hmm. that was That's an interesting one. You think he should have made the list?
1: Yeah, because if we are taking playoff success into it, he might be our 10. Because he did win a Super Bowl, and he did have a major, re- major part of that defense to why they won that Super Bowl. He, yeah, he, played, he
0: played a major part, but he's not better than Khalil Mack. Of course and not. He's not I better than M- not. most of these players on this on this list. He you could make a case that he'd be in like the back end of the top ten, but yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think he rounds out the top anywhere. He, I don't think he sniffs the top five anywhere. Anyways, Khalil Mack is like he manhandled Tom Brady. He manhandled that Buccaneers defense. Um,
1: you mean which offense?
0: Was What's that?
1: You said defense. You mean offense?
0: That, yeah, that Buccaneers. Sorry, that Buccaneers offensive line. He manhandled those Tristan Wirfs. He like literally, like literally, manhandled. Like with one arm, just t- just threw him into the ground while sacking Tom Brady with the other arm. Think about that for a second. These are NFL <laughs> players. he's he's handling one like Brady in one, Wirfs in another. And he's taking both of them down 2 all
1: pro caliber players in both arms. He's doing that, too.
0: Now, Tom Brady doesn't say much, but he's still all pro caliber. So it's not it's it's not. Yeah, you don't.
1: Both of them are all pro. His right tackle was second team all pro. Brady's a former all pro player, which he will probably get another one before he retires. But still, whoa, he's doing that with two hands, one for each.
0: They're still grown men, too. And they're mm-hmm. not just average grown men like Tristan Wirfs is a tank, and yeah. he just tossed him into the ground like it was nothing and like Tom Brady it doesn't say too much, but he's still a grown man yeah and he did both of that like and the the impact he's made on defenses, whether it's the Raiders defense or the the Chicago Bears defense, especially ever since he's con- he's been on to the he's went he's went to the Bears. That, mm-hmm. that he's elevated the, those defenses in a in an unbelievable way, and especially those Raider defenses that were just kind of iffy at times, um, he was the reason why they were they were relevant on that on the defensive side of the ball. So you know he he's just that type of impact player, where even on a even on a, a spotty defense he can make uh, he can make a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. So that means that means everything to me for a player to be able to make a difference on a team. I have Khalil Mack at number two, and he's a a reliable guy. I know I've been saying a lot about being being able to rely on guys, but that's going to be huge going into this, uh, uh, especially in the NFL where players get hurt all the time. Uh, Khalil Mack is going to be a big guy for me, literally. Number two overall going into the 2021 NFL season, Mr. Khalil Mack.
1: He's a big guy for you? Oh, he's big. He's a Uh, big man. Almost the biggest, but not quite the biggest. Our number one guy, well, my number one guy is obviously Miles Garrett. I was debating between him and T.J. Watt, but I don't know why. I just have a bad memory of the playoff game between the Browns and the Steelers. And he just edged him out. And I believe he had a phenomenal season last year. I believe it was 12 sacks. What gives it to me when it comes to Miles Garrett, his bend is otherworldly. He can get sideways so quickly, and it's so weird because he's so big and strong. You're not used to a guy that can bend like that damn near sideways to the ground even. So when I see him, it's like, I really really hate the fact that he's in the AFC North. I respect him. I, I love to see him play, just not against my team. Which is a great sign of respect that you have for a player, and I believe he'll continue the success. And I do think he'll be a dark dark horse for defensive player of the year because of all the or all the uh, players they added to the Cleveland Browns defense, like Jadavion Clowney, Jeremiah Osuoromawa, Greg Newsom. Like they made some, they added some pieces to that defense to make them even better than they were last year, and that will be a main reason why if they do make the playoffs that defense would be the reason they do and Miles Garrett will be that be a main reason of that
0: and that defense keeps on looking better and better as they go they yeah. have they have they have studs all over the place and they just continue to get better oh, um yeah, it's it, the reason they make the <laughs> playoffs it's definitely not going to be it's definitely going to be the defense their offense is good but it, it's going to be it's going to take the defense it's not yeah. going to take it's not going to be baker mayfield as average as he is out of he's, a quarterback
1: He's good enough to take them to the playoffs i believe if he just if you not
0: take can them the off uh, he could be a he could be a productive piece he could yeah. be serviceable i don't think he could take a team to the playoffs i think it it takes a defense it takes uh an odell beckham junior and a jarvis landry it takes uh two yeah very good running backs. It takes a good offensive line to There's support the talent Make they a- have
1: football. on that team.
0: We're, we're I know they do. But anyways, we're getting off topic. My number one my top defensive end going into the 2021 season is TJ Watt. Mm, TJ like Watt the Steeler who like you said, he's going to end up <coughs> excuse me being a steeler for years to come this guy was snubbed of an all-pro selection he recorded 15 sacks and he only he continues to look better he is just like his brother back in the back in the earlier days back in the 2020 uh, uh, earlier in the 2010s when he was recording sacks when he was when people were putting him as a possible MVP candidate this guy, this guy continues to get better. Uh, greatness seems to run in the Watt family, and they, <laughs> it continues. TJ Watt continues to make uh, the Watt family proud and to give them a great reputation that they have. Um, he's going. He and it. It also just feels so right that one of the best rushers in the game is a Steeler. I know you're. I know you're a Ravens fan. But just think about it. That when you think about the Steelers, especially over their existence, you think defense. You think yeah. about mean. What's what's his, mean Joe?
1: Green. Mean Joe Green.
0: Mean Joe Green. You think, think about you think about those players.
1: I think about Troy Polamalu. I think about James Harrison. I think about Casey Hampton, Brett Kiesel. I think about Ike Taylor, even him. Yeah. I and think now
0: about, we hmm. have T.J. Watt as the best rush edge. I, well I have him you have you have miles Garrett but this guy this guy is going to continue to be great for years to come the the best is yet to come with this guy he is going to continue to get better he has the energy you see him getting all amped every time he gets a sack and oh my he he's going he's going to be great he is he's he's just like his brother and it's it's just reminiscent of him it's going to be it's it's going to be incredible
1: two of the top three pass rushers are in the afc north
0: and, and you have, have your it. lamar jackson who has he to, has to each of them go against
1: the year but we have ronnie stanley so i'm fine with it
0: yeah you have a little you have at least something but you don't have who who's the guy that we lost in um
1: zeus orlando brown went to the kansas city chiefs but i'm fine with it we got Alejandro Villanueva, who can fill in that right tackle spot just fine.
0: All right. Well, anyways, this is the end of our um, player rankings as a uh, uh, as far as defensive as uh, excuse me as far, as far as defenses go. We have um, from here on out, we're gonna have all, it's gonna be all offense. We're gonna start with tight ends next week. After that, it's going to be running backs. Then wide receivers. Then we'll finish our player rankings with quarterbacks. That'll be our finale. We're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be all offense coming up here. I mean, chicks dig offense. Yeah, just saying. So this is gonna this is gonna be a fun time. Uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to. But anyways, without further ado. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at fumbleruski_podcast underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.